you know, I just believe that people intellectually know what is going on. Many people do with the environment, but I think we've been able to connect the heart and the mind and these images touch you. Like there's, they're not just beautiful images. They're images with storytelling behind them. They are so meaningful in every single one of them in this, you know, we work really hard. This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson, and today we are talking about good photography. What I mean is the good of photography. What good can photography do? Because photography has not only the ability to document social movements, environmental concerns, it has the ability to change the world. And there is no better person to talk about this with than Amy Vitali. You may remember we did a podcast with Amy just a short while ago. She's a Nikon ambassador. She's a National Geographic photographer, writer. She's a documentary filmmaker. She was named one of the most influential conservation photographers, not of the year, but of her generation. Um, she's won the prizes, for the Missouri Honor Medal for Distinguished Service, the Lucy Humanitarian Award, In Style Magazine, I still love this one, uh, named her one of 50 badass women, um, you know, celebrating women who show up, speak up, and get things done. She's appeared with Jane Goodall, Christiane Anampour, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's Magazine Photographer of the Year and the International Photographer of the Year Award. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Best-selling book, Panda Love, one of my personal, personal favorites. But most importantly for today, and, and the reason why we're coming to check back in with Amy, is that she is the founder and the executive director of the nonprofit organization called Vital Impacts, which is, and I'm not exaggerating here, is changing the world. Amy, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing today? <laughs> Scott, thank you for that introduction. Oh, that was that was really kind of you. Um, it is great <laughs> to be here. And yes, thank you. Well, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm impressed and I'm humbled every time I check in on this because Vital Impacts is, you know, one of those organizations where somebody said we're doing good work. What good can our work do? And, and so for people that don't know, and, and, you know, the website, everyone is vitalimpacts.org. It's, it's not tough to find. It's a beautiful website. But for the people that didn't listen to the earlier webcast or still getting caught up, tell me what Vital Impacts is. Well, it is an organization that I I really believe that photography and art can be really inspiring and and I use it in the nonprofit in a couple of different ways. Like the first thing we do is I gather together, you know, over a hundred of the finest environmental photographers and conservation heroes, people like Jane Goodall and others. Um, you know, the, the photographers and art, artists are really diverse, but the one thing that we all have in common is this shared commitment to the environment. And so mm -hmm. we have created this beautifully curated collection and offer, you know, sometimes exclusive prints that haven't been offered before. And they're, you know, really magnificent 
on their own. But, but the other thing that we do is we donate all of that money back to grassroots conservation. And then we've also added programming this year. So right now we have two $20,000 environmental photography grants for long-term in-depth environmental storytelling, photography storytelling. And, and then we've also launched a mentoring program because I really believe that we need to do more to help um, create opportunities and, and also, you know, teach the next generation the, you know, the skill set to do really in-depth environmental photography storytelling. Because I just think that, you know, we need to focus, uh, that should be a priority. And I really want to create a, a marketplace for those photographers and and give them really direct opportunities to be able to pursue their crafts because as you probably know, it's a really tough field to try to try to do this. Well, let's take, let's, you know, divvy this up a little bit and just take it one step at at a time because you just mentioned a whole gamut of things. Vital Impacts began with a startup grant of $25,000 and within six months you had over, you had a million five in sales. Right. Was it just, what, what, what was it the fact that suddenly my buying a print meant something a little bit more than my living room looks better. I mean, why, why that success? Yes, you've got A-list photographers, but their work was for sale before Vital Impacts too. Yes. I mean, I think it's this idea that collaboration and together we are all stronger. And I know that so many of my colleagues were just out there trying to sell things on their own. And I just, kind of created a platform for everybody to come together. And then, you know, really I, I, and my, my colleague, the amazing Eileen Mignoni, it's really just the two of us. And we have really worked hard to get this initiative into the world so that people know about it. And then the other thing is, you know, I, part of it is that we're, you know, I just believe that people intellectually know what is going on. Many people do mm-hmm. with the environment, but I think we've been able to connect the heart and the mind and these images touch you. Like there's, they're not just beautiful images. They're images with storytelling behind them. They are so meaningful in every single one of them in this, you know, I, we've worked really hard to curate this in a, you know, nuanced way in which you immediately see these images and they, they touch you. It is such a source of inspiration. And, you know, I encourage people, even if they can't buy an image to just go to the website for inspiration, because Mm -hmm. literally every single image will, you know, if you dig into the story behind it, it is profoundly moving. And I think that is at the heart of what we do. It's like, you're not just buying a pretty picture. You are buying something that is going to inspire you. And at the same time, you know that you're, you're contributing to a better world. You're, you know, you're, I, I think there's something about that that is deeply moving to people. I mean, you you talk about being heavily involved with the curation of this collection, and and that's I think one one of the real successes and one of the geniuses here because these images are 
uh, you know, chosen, at least as far as I can tell, um, to create a really strong sense of empathy. And empathy always comes with a challenge. Well, okay, you know, if, if I believe this, what am I going to do? You, you look at these images and you want to join the conversation. You want to join whatever action is going on. Now, you've gone really, you know, full steam with this thing. And that's with the grants. That's the first thing I want to talk about here. So you've got two grants to encourage visual storytellers by creating documentary photography projects with local communities who are working to protect the environment and wildlife. Give me some examples. What are you you hoping to get? And the applications are due February 7th, everybody. So, you know, get on this one. But what is it you are hoping to receive in terms of the applications and the project ideas? Well, I think that I think that very often we do not focus on the stories in our backyard and they are mm-hmm. so so important and I think great photographic storytelling takes time and patience and understanding and a connection so that you can go back often to see the changes to document the story unfolding in front of you and very often you know environmental storytelling it's like people parachuting in from far away for a short period of time to go and document you know for example the droughts in Kenya and all these people want right. to go and document that and then they leave And I really believe that we need to support the people living alongside where the stories are unfolding and get creating opportunities for them to tell the stories in their backyards. So this grants, these grants are only for people who are telling the stories in their backyards. It's that's one facet of it. It also Mm -hmm. must be a story that is about the natural world and the changes that we're seeing or the interconnection between nature and humanity. I mean, I'm really looking for those kinds of stories. And I really think that we need to have thoughtful, long-term stories that will help create awareness and make people want to get more engaged and I just believe that there's so much more that we can all be doing. We all have a role to play and that maybe by supporting really good, you know, and I'll be mentoring the photographers over the year as well. Mm -hmm. It's it's to support a project over a year. And, and then I really, the the third piece of it is I'm going to help them make sure that their stories get into mainstream media, because I think that a lot of people might create beautiful bodies of work, but then not know how to get it into to the world. And so that's, you know, part of what the, um, this initiative is about, yeah, there, there's so much to this. And then I also want to take the top 50 people who may not have won the grant itself, but we've created a year-long mentoring program so that we can be seeing their work, mentoring them and creating opportunities so that even if they don't receive the monetary grant, at least we can help them and, and help them get their work into the world. Well, a couple of questions. So you, you want them to be local, and I'm, you know, I'm, everybody's probably thinking, you know, I've got a great story, but it's not exotic. It's not, you know, leopard seals or elephants. Um, you know, it, it might be, you know, the monarchs in my backyard. This works, doesn't it? It does. And I mean, I think that's yeah. part of what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't, we have such a wonderful emphasis on all the, you know, the, the issues on the most charismatic species, but I think there's been a real, 
there's a vacuum and a lot of the, the, the species that we don't even see, you know, the microscopic world or, you know, the ones that are not cute and adorable and fuzzy. Like, let's think about mm-hmm. all of the, the creatures and plants and um, everything that needs our help right now. And I just want to shine a light on those stories. When, when you talk about the mentorship, are you talking a mentorship as far as storytelling? Are you talking about photographic technique? All of the above? Something All different? All of the above, yes. So we're going to get the most inspirational speakers and create, and part of it is also creating a community of passionate, committed environmental storytellers. And so I, you know, it's, there's amazing photographers out there, but I really just want to create a community that is solely focused on the environment, you know, the environmental concerns. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of what we're doing. Oh, I, I think this is going to be such a fantastic opportunity, uh, not only for the two people that get the grant, um, but the 50 then that receive the mentoring uh, and the rest of it. You say you want to get the work out there. And then effects change? I mean, does, does the work need to have a, a, a call for action embedded into it? Well, I don't know what the work will be, so I don't want to put any parameters on what the work should be. What I will say is that we are creating a beautiful family at Vital Impacts. Everybody from the people that, you know, buy the prints or even, you know, I get people writing and wanting to just help in whatever ways they can. And and then to people like Jane Goodall, who's, you know, a powerful advocate. And I just really think that it's like, however you want to get engaged, we invite you to become a part of this family because I really believe that art is such a powerful on-ramp for activism. And I think that we just want to engage, you know, not just the next generation, but, you know, all generations to become a part of this because it can become a movement. And we believe that, you know, the visual storytellers are so powerful because you don't have to speak the same language. You can look at an image and immediately understand the meaning behind it. And I love that it is, you know, creating, yeah, just using these visual platforms and, and, and stories to, to engage people and bring us together. Mm-hmm. T- tell me the story behind the creation of the year-long mentorships for the 40 Kenyan conservationists. Oh, well, that's something separate. And that was what got me started right, on right. building out the um, the programming for this nonprofit. But, but yes, I it began because I have been one of those, you know, in the beginning, I parachuted into places. That's what I was asked to do. And I realized that there were fundamental flaws to this way of working. And then I began to work in the communities. You know, I've been working in Kenya for almost 20 years, but 15 years in the same communities. And I believe that, you know, you need to develop those relationships and an understanding. And I've been able, I've had the privilege of telling these beautiful stories so far away from my own home in Kenya. And, and it's been amazing. But at the same time, I've always felt that the people living there should also be telling these stories. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to create 
opportunities and a platform and give them the tools to become photographers. So that was the first project that I did with Vital Impacts. I've been mentoring 40 Kenyan conservationists, and I want them to be the photographers to tell the stories that are happening in their backyards. Most of them are not photographers, have never touched a camera. And, you know, I want to see what they're able to create. And it's been awesome. And they've created a Instagram account called wild.lifeincolor. And it's spelled the British way. Color is C-O-L-O-U-R. And that was mm. their, you know, that was that was the title they all came up with. And, you know, it's also, again, about creating community between them. And most of them had never known each other before. They were competing for the same conservation dollars. And I think that it's been a beautiful thing to bring them together. And now they've become so close their greatest supporters. And I just see that there's so much potential when we bring communities and people together instead of this competitive world that we've been taught, like this capitalist competitive world was what I came, was brought up in. And I, I was always taught to kind of compete with my colleagues. And I've really rejected that and almost from the beginning. And it's like, you know, I don't think that this is going to get us where to where we need to be when it comes to the biggest existential issues of our time. Mm -hmm. We need to find ways to come together and create monetary opportunities so that we all benefit. And I'm not sure I mentioned this, but you know, with the the print sales, we donate 60% of the money back into conservation, but we also give 40% of that back to the photographers themselves. And I just want to highlight that because they need support too, to be able to continue their crafts. And, you know, it's just, it's hard work doing what we all are trying to do. And I want to create positive platforms for everybody. Let's take just a quick break. We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might want to have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now, back to today's conversation. Well, Amy, you, you really are out to make the world a better place. One of the, and I want to go back just for a second. I think this notion of, of supporting local storytellers is essential and an and act of genius because we, we're all attracted to freshness. You know, I, I think every photographer, we want to go find something we haven't seen before. We want to go see it, you know, whether it's a, a little bit of light in a way we've never seen it or an environment, a mountainscape, an animal, whatever. And it's tough sometimes to keep reminding ourselves the stuff I've known in my community since the day I got here is still fresh. And there are stories I know about living here in Fargo-Moorhead that I think, ah, nobody's interested in that. And yet they are really compelling and important stories. Oh, I love that you brought this up. You know, I really believe that it's it's true that it, it takes time 
and patience and kind of mentally slowing down to be able to Mm -hmm. truly hear and see the stories right in front of us. I mean, I've found this to be true that sometimes we all get tunnel vision and we get so obsessed with what is in front of us that we often forget to just look around us. Like literally it's the story can sometimes be right behind us. And I think that's what this grant and this program is about. It's about, you know, reminding us to, you know, slow down, look around. I, I also think the other thing is just getting comfort, comfortable with a little bit of mental discomfort. And what I mean by that is sometimes it's hard to slow down and, and be alone with our thoughts and the things in mm-hmm. front of us. But those, you know, that place of discomfort is usually when the best ideas always happen. And Absolutely. I just want to kind of encourage all of these ideas for, for people that are interested in, in, you know, perhaps applying for these grants. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think, I, I hope you're flooded with applications. I hope it's an incredibly difficult <laughs> Thank <laughs> decision you, to make. I hope so too. <laughs> that, that is our um, biggest wish. Yes. Well, I mean, as, as everybody can, you will probably agree, local knowledge used to be what kept you alive. Um, you needed it, you know, to know how to get food, how to provide shelter for yourself. Local knowledge has become in the electronic age, almost unnecessary. Um, there, there, there used to be a quiz out there, name 10 edible plants in your county. 50 years ago, no, no problem. Go, at, go ask that to an 18-year-old today. 50 edible plants, not including, you know, row crops. Um, and wow. see, if, see if they can come up with them. To have that kind of knowledge tells you what to look at. It, it, it gives you a sense of information as to what's really important versus a flash. So best of luck to you on that. I do want to call out one other thing, though, because I just about fell out of my chair when I read this. Um, And this is part of the news for Vital Impacts. um, And that's the relationship that you guys have got with Direct Relief. Um, I'm just going to read it here. Vital Impacts funding resulted in the shipment of more than 1,400 tons of medical supplies with a wholesale value of $545 million to support 351 healthcare facilities in the conflict and disaster zones in Ukraine. My heavens, I mean, how in the world did this come along? And this is stunning. Oh, I'm going to cry. Thank you, Scott, for bringing that up. (laughs) Truly. No, I mean, I just, it's, you know, it is, that was a print sale that we just launched very quickly in response to the horrors of the world. And I should also say that much of what we raised went not only to Ukraine, but it also went around the world to other conflict zones and the people that are suffering Mm -hmm. caught in, in the middle of those conflicts. And, you know, I just, I think it's a beautiful point to end on that. Isn't it unimaginable what we can do when we work together? And I, my heart gets so filled with despair sometimes when I see what is happening in the world. And my only reaction is, oh my God, I've just got to go out and do something positive because otherwise I, I find the despair overwhelming and it feels good to get engaged. And I will just say, like, I think that's the perfect note to end on that it is 
we can do the impossible, but you have to have hope and believe in the impossible. That is the first step. And I mean, that's my message is there's so much possibility and hope in the world when we kind of work together. And instead of focusing on all the things that divide us all, why don't we focus on the things that connect us? Because they too are real. They're alive and out there. And it is so important to remember that those things right now more than ever. It is indeed. And it, it, like, like I said at the top, this is good photography that's doing good. There is a way to contribute to the betterment of the world, no matter where anybody lives. And so I hope everybody goes to Vital Impacts and, and they find a print they like, they join the conversation. And I hope a few hundred thousand people fill out the applications <laughs> for these two <laughs> for, for these two these, these, these Scott, two grants. Do you um, want to help judge them? <laughs> sure. <laughs> if we get sure. a few hundred thousand. <laughs> oh no, that um oh. no, but thank you. And thank you. You are part of the change, Scott. Because I yeah. think that you're you know, you change attitudes and the narratives that we, you know, I think that's one really important thing. We keep replaying old narratives in our heads and you're part of that, you know, the catalyst for change and yeah. you rewrite them. And I'm so grateful for you for everything that you do. So thank you. Well, thank Thank you very much. Amy, as always, it's a pleasure. We'll check in again in the future sometime. I, I look forward to talking to you later. Oh, me too. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye, Scott. Frames, because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com.